Hey everybody and welcome to the first ever Winsider post draft live stream. We are beyond excited to have this going. Hopefully next year uh, we'll be actually at the draft and doing something a little bit less creative. Uh, but we are very excited. I'm going to be on the phones getting all the huge list of superstars that we have joining our show ready and uploaded into this. So Gabe, take it away. Hey guys, uh, so like Ari said, we have, a, we have a huge show planned for you guys tonight. I'm going to give you a quick rundown of all the guests we have. Coming up at 9.10, it's going to be James Wade. Uh, at 9.20, Bella Allery, the Wings' uh, second first-round pick, is going to come and join us for a little while. Then we have Megan Walker coming up, and then New York's GM, Jonathan Cobb, followed by Ty Harris, followed by Kennedy Carter, followed by Dan Hughes, followed by Lauren Cox. So I think you get the picture. It's going to be a pretty big deal. Uh, we may even have some surprise guests that we haven't even figured out yet. Um, and, you know, obviously this is going to be all fluid. Everyone's doing so many draft interviews. And we're really appreciative of the players, agents, coaches, everyone who gave us their time. And we hope the show is going to be awesome and something that um, you guys really enjoy after the draft as ESPN has moved on to showing the Mystics and Sun finals from last year, which was a great game. But you know what happens. Um so before we get into recapping the first round, first round was uh, crazy. Had some fireworks after the first four picks. There are two trades that we didn't get to talk to in our live talk about in our live stream. Um, the Lynx traded the for the rights of um, Erica Gumake. They traded Stephanie Talbot to a, the team that drafted Erica Gumake, which I don't have right in front of me right now. So uh, they. It was with New York. So they traded they traded Stephanie Talbot to New York for the rights to Erica Gumake. There was also a trade in the first round. Phoenix traded the 10th overall pick, which was Jocelyn Willoughby, to New York for the recently acquired Tory Walker Kimbrough. And those are the two trades that got announced. They, they happened during the draft, most likely. But um, they were announced afterwards. So let's just recap the first round here, Rachel and Arie. Let's talk about, you know, quickly what our initial impressions were um first four picks were pretty set in stone and they went exactly as we expected Sabrina Nescu to the New York Liberty Satu Sabale to the Dallas Wings Lauren Cox to the Indiana Fever Kennedy Carter to the Atlanta Dream it feels like we've talked about these picks so much in the past two weeks these exact picks in this exact uh fashion so what stands out to you Rachel about that top four right there yeah, I mean, you kind of you kind of nailed it on the head. At least in in my mind, that's kind of what I thought would happen. And I know we had Ben Dole on here earlier during our during draft show that we were having, and and I talked with Ben at length about kind of how we felt that first part of the the first round would go. And I know you know just from watching like Michelle Vopels and a lot of different mock, high high post hoops, a lot of different mock drafts that have been out there. Um, I think there was a pretty pretty common consensus that that was kind of going to be the direction that this draft would go. So no major surprises there. But I mean, once you get past four, it was like a complete whirlwind. But you know, obviously New York, there's no way that they don't take Sabrina. Um, she's incredible. We we could have a whole show talk, talking about her, um, what she brings to the game, and her mentality and. Um, obviously, that's going to be a huge cornerstone as to what this new New York franchise is going to build around. And then we talk about uh, Satu Sabali, you know, going mm -hmm. to Dallas. I think if you're Dallas, you're Brian Agler, um, and, and you're Greg Bibb, you, you have to be ecstatic that, you know, you, you've got that set in stone because 
she's as pro ready as, as anybody in this league from a from a frame from an athleticism perspective um, I'm really excited to see her evolution in the league I think she's got a chance to go to Dallas right away and make an immediate impact um, play a lot of minutes and really vie for um, a starting position immediately um, Lauren Cox with a fever great fit I know um, Marion Stanley Tamika Ketchings have to love um, adding some depth at the four position um, alongside Tierra McCowan, who, how do you not build your franchise around yeah. Tierra McCowan? Um, she's is dom- She's she's the future of the WBA, in my opinion, from a, from a post player's perspective, that dominant big that we've seen, you know, at a few, few of those, those mm-hmm. key uh, championship teams we've seen. So as you're building around her and, you know, you look at kind of the, the end of Candace Dupree's career and, and you kind of figure out like, how are we going to build at the forward position? Lauren Cox is a perfect fit, in my opinion. I think a lot of us saw that from the beginning. And then Kennedy Carter to Atlanta. I love that fit. Head coach Nikki Collin does a tremendous job um, with kind of uh, those swaggier type players, yeah, in no. my opinion. <laughs> um, yeah. And I think Kennedy Carter can come in and buy for, for some serious minutes, potential starting spot immediately. They, they need scoring. We, we talked about that at length all of last year mm-hmm. with what the dream went through. And Kennedy Carter is such a dynamic scorer. Um, and has a ton of confidence. As she called herself on LaChina's podcast podcast recently, the beast. Um, yeah. And I love that. I love that confidence with her. So those four, um, like I said, they, they kind of went as expected. Um, but I know all four of those teams have to be ecstatic. Yeah. Those are franchise cornerstones. I, I think it was exactly what you said. I mean, I I think Lauren Cox, you know, to early in the process, I thought she would be, you know, I'd be saying that she should be a five and that Indiana should pass over her for something that's a more of immediate need. But Honestly, after watching a lot of tape of her passing ability, her smarts, and the way she plays defense, I, I agree with you. I think it's going to be a really good fit in Indiana. Uh, and Kennedy Carter is a, is a straight-up killer. And then you, the two Oregon Ducks are, I think, surefire franchise players, for sure. Absolutely. Um, so moving on, the Dallas Wings picked Bella Allery fifth, a little bit higher than a lot of people expected. We're going to talk to Bella later, as we mentioned, but um, the potential for her to be – you know, the four of the future, the, the, the stretch four that everyone's trying to find is tantalizing. And I think that's why Dallas went with her there. And she can, she can certainly score. She knows how to get fouled. I think she has to round out her game a little bit more, get some more, cre- get some more creativity in her offense. Um, but I think defensively, she's also really sound too. So to me, Bella is a, is a player that is going to be really complimentary to the pieces that they already have. Um, but it's just going to be a really crowded training camp for Dallas. It will be, but Bella brings so much potential, and she has to be appealing to anybody with picks in that first round. I mean, you know, we talk about the era of positionless basketball, and it really, you know, we really started with Kansas Parkers, you know, then it evolves mm-hmm. into Elena Deladon, to Brianna Stewart. I, I love to throw Dewana Bonner in there because, yeah. in my opinion, Dewana Bonner, in terms of a frame perspective, um, does things that you're like, wow, I didn't expect her to be able to do that. And she arguably is one of the top five players in the league, at least from a scoring standpoint. Last year we were talking about Bella Allery. You know, she, all of these players are going to have a learning curve when it gets yeah. to training sure camp in, in their first couple of years in the league. But Bella Allery has a ceiling like no other. Yeah. Um, she's incredibly smart, comes from a basketball family. We talk, we'll talk about her father, I'm sure, <laughs> later on. Um, but I love that pick with Brian Agler in, in, in particular because Dallas is a, it kind of at ground zero. You know, this is 
Um, they've had a lot of turnover and change with Liz Cambage and Skylar mm -hmm. Diggins. And so now, you know, you're really starting to build this young franchise. You've got Enrique in place who we could talk about forever. Um, you've got some great picks, but Bella brings something that this, this roster does not have. And I love that for them. No. Um, and she can play multiple positions. Uh, so I'm excited to see how she does with Alex. I'm excited to talk to her later too. I mean, she's a, she's a great interview and, and I think she has a real, um, you know, she's gonna come in and be mature. And I think that's such a huge deal in this league. Like you have to come in and be ready to be a pro. Um, and I, you know, from what we've seen with Bella, like you mentioned, her father was a pro. She, she should be uh, as ready as anyone can be to, to come into this league. Guys, I'm going to have to cut you off real quick because we got our first guest of the show bringing in the head coach of the Chicago Sky and GM, James Wade. He'll be joining us momentarily. Happy to have him on the show. Oh, and yes, I love it. He's got the Diamond to Shields glasses on and he's got the basketball hoop behind him. But the real question is... the Fisher is, Price hoop. I love it, coach. What a, <laughs> hey, it's never, too, it's never too late to work on your game. My son beat me in that. My son beat me in a shooting contest, so tomorrow I'm going to be ready for him when he get up in the morning. There you go. There you go. I'm, I'm loving it, Coach. I, I, we got to talk to you now. Um, real quick, talk to us now that you can be a little bit more upfront, a little bit more honest about what's going on. <laughs> what was your game plan going into tonight? Uh, our, our game plan was uh, Ruth was first on our board. Um, like, uh, we, we felt like she can complement everything that we, you know, we wanted. And, um, we just didn't know if we were going to get her. Um, we we knew that Dallas having so many picks, we didn't know if they were going to trade them or or anything like that. But she, you know, she was she was the one that we covered it the most. Um, we 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 liked other players. We liked Dangerfield. We liked Montpremier. Uh, we liked a few other players, Harris. Uh, but uh, she was the one that we thought we felt that uh, we didn't have a player. Uh, she was different from what we had. She's she's a player that um, she she plays well in pick and rolls, and, and we do have that. Uh, but um, she doesn't stretch the floor like the other four players, post players that we have. But she has good hands, and um, she reminds me a little bit of um, players that you see in the draft. You say, "Wow, they they have so much touch," and you, they kind of scare you off. Where you say, "Okay, but she is what she's going to be." Uh, but what she is is a good player. Um, you can go back to a player like a Sophia Young or um, or, or an Afisa Kari from last year. Those players that make everything around the basket, everything. That's a skill within itself um, that, you know, uh, you give it to them in whatever angles they're going to make shots at whatever angles. And uh, for, for her, the last three years, she's been making seven out of ten shots. Uh, that's amazing. Like, that's, that's amazing. Uh, so... When you get a player and you want to develop them, uh, you say, okay, that's one thing that you don't have to develop. You can go to the next step. Okay, we can extend our range a little bit. Okay, we'll work on that. But you don't have to work on finishing. You don't have to work on catching the ball. You don't have to work on fighting or, or uh, defensive intensity as far as her talking. You see a game, she's going to be talking at the point of the screen, telling you screen on the right, screen on the left, little things. Uh, early work on defensive rebounds, early work on offensive rebounds. So uh, those are the type of things, uh, players that appreciate those things, uh, they they have a, a high upside, I think. And uh, the fact that she's so efficient, uh, where it's three years, you know, I, I we had to, as a coaching staff, watch a bad game uh, just to say, okay, why did she, why did she go four for 10? or five for 10. And uh, 
when you see that, you say, okay, um, she goes five for 10 every blue moon. You say, okay, this is, this is a WNBA player. Yeah. Coach, I have to ask you, you know, was this a scenario where she was available and she was number one on your board, you had to go with it? Or was it a scenario where, I mean, I guess what I'm trying to get at, you guys went into this draft, and I think with a lot of the Mac draft, mock drafts, you had people talking about you guys maybe taking a point guard. Um, or you had people talking about you potentially taking size. Um, obviously, this answers that question, but was there a temptation to kind of go with the point guard spot? We can talk about kind of the third round and Dupree Steen as potentially filling that role, but this obviously was what you felt like the sky needed to take it to the next level. Yeah, I, I thought we needed that. Uh, we have an elite point guard, and I didn't want to, uh, um, you know, I understand that having insurance for her is, is very important, and that's why we signed uh, Sydney Colson. Yeah, but you know, I th I thought that to to have a, a fifth big is, is what we needed, especially one young and dynamic as um, as as Ruthie is, uh, and I felt like that was probably a bigger need for us uh, going forward. Um, I, I I still feel like okay to have a third point guard is. It, it, it's nice, especially one that you can develop. But when you weigh the pros and cons against both, I, I felt like, um, and and who Ruthie is as a player and what we think that she can become, I think, um, the, you know, it was overwhelmingly, uh, you know, in the favor of us having to take Ruthie instead of uh, looking for something somewhere else. Do you feel like Ruthie was uh, overlooked a little bit because of her teammates at Oregon somewhat this year? Of course, uh, of course, and 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 you know, uh, sometimes you, it, it happens. Like you have, a, you, she has great, she had great teammates. You know, she had great teammates, and and, and Sabrina and and, uh, and and Satu, and so she just came to work. She was like the the blue collar worker. She just brought a lunch pail to work, and uh, it wasn't flashy, uh, but again. Uh, almost seven out of 10 of her shots, every time she put the ball up, they went in, right? And 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 we watched games where they sunk into the post. Uh, so what she would do is she would catch it and get it out real quick and repost. And I just I just think that's, um, I think that's amazing because if she does that with, with our players, if they sink in on her, then that's that's Diamond, Ka, and Gabby attacking closeouts, or that's quickly getting wide open three. So uh, you have to pick your poison. Coach, how do you uh, balance developing, you know, some a first-round pick like like Ruthie while also competing where you know she she may not be able to get as many minutes as you as you'd hope. How do you make up for that gap between real-time play and your development process in house? Uh, so, I mean, the one thing that we do, uh, we have player development every day. Uh, so the players get in an hour before, and they have certain time slot. And uh, our assistant coaches are amazing. And uh, so we work them, we work them out individually. Uh, we try to look for opportunities that when we can play them, um, and, and we try to, you know, get them some game time situations. But a lot of it is going to be done in practice, um, and they just have to be ready when their name is called. Uh, we look at a lot of video. Uh, we, you know, we we try to correct them. But we're we're a team that focuses on development. And um, uh, the, the funny thing is, is that. Uh, we have players that want to get better. So it was never, you never had, you know, when you have your veteran who's um, 10 years in the league or when you have a veteran that's 12, 13 years in the league and they're the first ones working out in the morning that play development, then the young young players have to fall in line. 
Uh, and that's something that it was, it was uh, a non-negotiable from day one is that we have player development every morning and uh, we will start practice afterwards, but that's something that we have to do to get better. If we want to compete with the, with the better teams in the league and if we want to consider ourselves uh, one of those teams, and I think it helped us uh, progress throughout the season. Coach, I'm curious, uh, real quick. For, well, it's a two-part question. One, was there any moves? Because I think for a lot of the fans, there was a few draft picks that were a little bit shocking and unexpected. Were there any that kind of made you go, "Oh"? And then, second of all, can you talk to us about your other picks? Uh, well, we 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 liked Makaya uh, uh, Herbert Harrigan, uh, but earlier uh, because we thought that we weren't going to be able to get uh, Ruthie, <laughs> and. Um, so when, when they picked her, we were shocked. But I understand why they picked her. She's a good player. Uh, but uh, we felt like Ruthie was a better uh, choice for us. And we thought that, you know, if if we don't get Makaya, like, where did, I mean, if we don't get Ruthie, where do we go? Do we go to Makaya? Do we go to uh, Beatrice Montpremier? Or do we go to Crystal uh, Dangerfield? And, um, but, you know, you have to weigh those options because there's no way uh, that we thought that Ruthie would be uh, there for us. And as far as the other picks are concerned, um, with Kaya, uh, I think that was a good gift for us because, you know, she was she was somebody who we thought would, would be either end of the first round or, or top of the second round player. And, um, you know, she has good skill sets. Uh, and and we, we didn't understand why she dropped. Uh, seems like a good good kid with, with high character. So, um we, we, you know, we made the decision to bring her in and we told her she has to make the best of her opportunity. And she, you know, talking to her, it, it was a pleasant conversation and she seems like she's ready to accept the challenge. So uh, it, it was a, it was a good pick for us, especially someone that, you know, uh, played well in the ACC, um, you know, has, has a nice game to her, good one-on-one game, good shot from outside and things of that nature. And uh, uh, even though she may be considered a little bit undersized, she she has a uh, six 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 standing reach or something like that. So uh, she's she's uh, the size of you know when you just take all the, the measurements of on the court. She's she's the size of somebody six four instead of six two. So um, yeah, and Japrice Dean, we thought she was a good she's a good point guard that played in a point guard conference and um, she competed well. And so we thought we thought we got three good. Uh, uh, picks uh, in the draft, so we thought we, we, were, we were happy. Well, thank you so much, Coach. We really appreciate your time. We know you have to get back to practicing on the Fisher Price Room to beat your son. Uh, but congratulations hey. on your picks, and we really appreciate your time. Congratulations. Thank you. Thanks for being here, Coach. Hey, thank, thank you guys for all you do, and uh, just be safe and take care of yourselves. You too. All right. Bye. That was interesting. Um, that was an interesting, I, I'm, I'm, you know, I think everyone says that they have the pick that they drafted on the top of their board. Um, but it was interesting to hear him bring up Makai Herbert Harrington, who went two picks yeah. ahead well, of just goes, It just goes to show you that like us as media members, like, you know, we're, we're sitting here, we kind of feed off each other sometimes and hype and sometimes can kind of, we really don't know, you know what I'm saying? You know, to get in the mind of a GM and of a head coach is a completely different scenario. And so it's very fascinating about who was number one um, and, and being able to talk about Kiki Herbert Harrikin and, and kind of what she brings to the league. A lot of people didn't see her going as high as she did. So 
um, as we continue to do these interviews, I'm just excited to to learn more myself. But uh, obviously, James Wade has himself quite a uh, a team up there in Chicago. Yes, um, and I'm really, he does. Really excited. <laughs> gotta gotta cut you off, Rachel, because we have our next guest, the number five pick for the Dallas Wings, Bella Ellery. Hey, Bella. Welcome. Hi, Bella. How are you guys? Welcome to the Windsider post-draft show. Congratulations. Uh, we saw your reaction to getting drafted, and, you know, it really warmed our hearts. So, um, you know, you, you've been taught, we've, we've heard you on all the podcasts talking about how much you prepare for this moment. When it actually came, what was that feeling? Yeah. Um, yeah, my stomach, like I had butterflies in my <laughs> stomach all day, and Leading up to that moment, I really didn't know where I'd end up. And hearing my name, a lot of relief, but um, mostly just pride and happiness. Having my family around me was really special. Um, getting like hugs from all of them and us all realizing, you know, it wasn't just me who got here. You know, they drove me to all my games and practices and sat through, you know, all these like hours of games and stuff. So I'm just really grateful that they're around me. Um, but yeah, it was just a dream come true. No, I, I think it's uh, it looked like it was, and, and it really had that feel to it, like you were, we were actually there at the draft. So, um, but just you know, moving forward, how much conversation did you have with Dallas, and how much do you know about what your role is going to be there? Obviously, you're going to a great coach in Brian Angler. So, just what do you know about what's going to happen next in Dallas? Yeah, they're building a young team. We're going to be really exciting to watch. We'll play at a fast pace. There's a lot of young talent. Um, and they just want to, you know, the sky's the limit with this group. Um, and we have a lot to learn, um, especially as rookies adjusting to the WNBA is definitely going to, you know, be hard work, but um, we're all ready to work hard, spread the floor, play just fast paced, versatile basketball. Um, and yeah, it's, it's going to be really exciting. So what do you have to do to expand your game um, to get to get to be, you know, a key part of this group? Um, do, do you have any specific areas that you want to work on to fit in? Yeah, I mean, I always want to keep improving my three-point shot. Um, being that versatile threat is really important to my skill set. Um, one thing I've been working a lot on is separation moves. Uh, the league has, you know, longer and taller, bigger players. So making sure that I can score over anyone. Um, and then just strength, uh, continuing to get stronger, um, keep working in the weight room. I think that'll set me apart and really, you know, help me succeed in the WNBA. Hey, um, I'm a little bit curious what WNBA player comparisons you've gotten so far. And do you like them? Do you think they're a little bit off? Who would you compare yourself to? Yeah. I mean, I've always looked up to Adela Dawn, um, as a player, just, I love her versatility. She's tall, has guard skills, can shoot, um, just a really smart, like paces herself really well. So someone I always try to emulate in my game, um, talking to Dallas, they want me to keep keep an eye on her um, and keep learning from her as a player. Um, Candace Parker, um, Emma Meesman, I watched a lot in the finals last year. I think she's someone that um, I do want to model my game off of. Um, but there's there's a ton of great role models. Brianna Stewart's another one. Um, but those tall, um, versatile, skilled bigs um, that can shoot, I think um, all of them are great people to watch and people I, I try to model my, my game off of. I mean, Bella, let's be honest, you just named like three MVPs in that. <laughs> so is it safe to say, right. my, that kind of leads into my next question here. You know, your, your time at Princeton was phenomenal. You got, a, you got a chance to play 
um, with one of one of the up and coming coaches in the league uh, in the in the NCAA who's no longer there. Um, but you, you talk a lot about your goals and you accomplished a lot of the goals that you set for yourself there at Princeton individually as a team. Um, this year obviously cut a little short, unfortunately, but as you head into the WNBA, um, have you had time to really digest and think about the goals that you've set for yourself? Yeah, I mean, I always want to have a high standard for myself and goals to work towards. So I want to be the best player I could possibly be. Um, and I also think, you know, coming to any team, uh, your coach, your coach has picked you for a certain reason. So I'm going to do exactly, you know, what they need me to do. And, you know, there's reasons why they picked me um, and I'll, I'll try to shine in those areas. Um, but yeah, I just want to also be a great role model to anyone watching the WNBA um, on and off the court, you know, try to be the best person I can be, best player I can be. Um, but yeah, I'm just going to work as hard as I can. And, and I know good things will come if I do that. All right, Bella. Uh, we oh, Rachel, do you want to ask about basketball? I do. I have one okay, more. We can don't, stick don't, to don't kill me. Don't kill me, Bella. <laughs> what what are you doing at home right now to stay in shape and to prepare? Yeah, um, been like lifting a lot of body weight workouts, and I have some dumbbells and stuff, and a few like equipment things that I can use to to stay strong. Conditioning, like getting on the bike, treadmill, going on runs when it's nice out, um, and then I'm lucky enough to have a quarter court in my backyard, so I'm able to do a lot of skill work, shooting. Um, my dad is like my 24 um, seven trainer. So that's been really nice. Makes sense. Um, yeah. And I'm my little brother who I can, you know, do drills with or compete against. So it's been good. I've actually, you know, been able to work out a lot and um, you kind of just do whatever you can to stay in the best shape possible. All right, Bella, now, now I want to talk about not basketball. I heard you're a big <laughs> office fan. I'm also a very big office uh, fan. Yeah. I love the uh, So do you have like a, do you have a favorite scene or episode that you can hit off the top of your head? Um, yeah, the, the CPR scene. Yes. Um, okay. That's staying alive. <laughs> that's like my favorite scene. My family quotes that show like nonstop. So I absolutely love it. Awesome. And how, so how bad do you think you could beat Jim Halpert one-on-one? -on -one? We know he has some skills, but how bad do you think, think you can get him? I think I'd get him pretty good. I don't think there'd be much competition there. <laughs> <laughs> All right, Bella. He does have that uh, jab name, though. <laughs> yeah, he's got a little, but he, he's too he's too small. And he's not yeah. he's a string bean. He's got, he doesn't have anything on you. Well, Bella, we really appreciate the time. We're, uh, we got to move, but um, we really appreciate it. Congratulations. Thanks for letting us in on your big day. And, you know, we are ecstatic to see you in Dallas. Thank you guys so much. Have a great night. Have a good night. Take care. All right. Interesting. Is she not amazing or what? Just, just a great talker. I, and you know, yeah. I think this is, this draft really has a lot of um, people who are just well composed in front of a right? camera. And Man. you know, it's like I was not. I, she's, she's what twenty two, right? She's like more mature than me. Yeah. No, I think, <laughs> um, I think this draft actually really has a lot of impressive people. That's why we're, yeah. we're happy to have this show that we can talk to all of them. Um, yeah. But so I think I think a couple of the things are they're looking to run. Um, I just I really love the trio of picks that they got. I don't know what you think about it. They got Bella, they got Ty Harris, and they got Satu Sable before them at two. So I mean that's a great trio of picks. If you're if you're the Dallas Wings, you're you're popping bottles right now, mm -hmm. in my opinion. I mean I I'm really excited for them. Um, obviously Satu Bella. You talk about Ty Harris. I, I don't think. You know, most of us expected Ty to fall to Dallas, 
um, thought maybe it could happen in that second pick, uh, but Bella went. So for them to uh, get all three, I think, is a huge win. The Dallas Wings definitely got better. There's no doubt. And, and honestly, I mean, talk about three of the highest character yeah. athletes that you could imagine. So um, excited to see what, what the Wings are going to be building off of, what they've already done from last year. All right, guys. Yeah, and I, oh. I hope you're ready. I know I know we're moving through a lot of people right now, but we got a <laughs> big one. The picks are coming fast. The picks, the picks are coming fast. Right now, we are excited to welcome in Megan Walker from UConn. The suspense. <laughs> Hi, Megan. How are you? Hi, I'm good. How are you? We, we're, we're, we're so good. We're so happy to have you here on the Windsider post-draft show. I know you've got a lot going on tonight, but first off, congratulations. How are you doing? Thank you. I'm great. Just trying to take in um, the moment, just everything that comes with it. Just finally um, sitting down and thinking about my journey. I mean, and honestly, like, like let's be honest, you, the, the, the compressed amount of time that you have had to think about that journey and just the way this spring has gone has been absolutely crazy. We talk about that forever, but talk us through the last, you know, month for you and what that's been like and, and the decision to, to enter the WBA draft as early as you did. Okay. Um, we can talk about the decision first. <laughs> so, um, you know, this whole year, uh, it wasn't a secret. Um, you know, I kind of knew that, you know, I was eligible for the draft because of my age. Um, but you know, I didn't come into the season with a mindset of I'm going to leave. You know, it was never that, um, you know, I just wanted to improve myself on the court and, you know, whatever. I told myself if the opportunity presented itself, then, you know, you sit down, you look at everything, you talk to your family, and then you'll see where it goes from there. And just as the season went on and how well I performed this year, um, you know, it was just, you know, the obvious choice for me to declare for the WNBA because I didn't want to have any regrets. Um, you know, I had a tremendous year and I just felt like that was the right decision for me. Well, we talked about the jump you made from your sophomore year to your junior year. I mean, it was like a huge jump. That's it. I mean, that was one of the biggest jumps that we've seen out of any any draft pick, first round draft pick. But let's let's get to what's important. Obviously, you're headed to New York. Um, how do you feel about this? Are you surprised? Where did you expect to go? What what, what was your initial reaction? So the the mock drafts and everything, which you can't really listen to, or not too much to the mock drafts, but they had me going higher. But just um, talking to the teams and, you know, knowing what they needed or just looking at, you know, their rosters and all those things. I knew um, once I started contacting um, New York and we talk, I talked to Phoenix as well, I had a feeling that, you know, I would fall a little bit lower, which was fine with me because I think, you know, positively, I think the right position is, you know, where you'll succeed at, you know, if you go to a team that has a bunch of guards or whatever the case may be, you know, I feel like New York is a perfect fit. So I talked to them um, early on and we had a strong connection, strong bond. We were both on the same page and um, we knew uh, what, what I was able to bring to their team. So uh, just talking to them, um, you know, I had a feeling that it, it could happen. And then the trade happened um, with Tina Charles. So therefore, am I back on? We lost you. There you are. There you are. So yeah, I, I knew it was it was a possibility. It was just all if I was available at number nine, and I was. So I'm so thankful um, that that happened because I'm so excited to be in New York. That's amazing, Megan. We've been asking a lot of the players, kind of 
what WNBA player comparisons they've gotten throughout this whole mm-hmm. process. And I'm curious if you could share some light on that and also what you think about those comparisons, if there's someone that you think you compare better to. Uh, the only one I've gotten is Maya Moore. And, you know, I, I idled her. That's not a bad <laughs> one to get. Comparison, right? <laughs> I, I idled her, idolized her growing up. So, you know, um, that's a compliment, of course. But it's it's so much more in my game that I want to show to the world and so much more work I have to put in to get there, but I'm willing to do it. You know, we talk about the UConn bloodline, right? And it's like, all right, well, where's she going to go? Which UConn player is she going to be playing with? Um, New York, obviously a ton of experience with, with some Connecticut players, but let's talk about Kia Nurse. And you're, you, you, got, you guys have a relationship. I mean, you played together briefly, but talk to us a little bit about joining, joining Kia Nurse. Yeah, Kia, um, she was a senior, yeah, my freshman year. So, of course, we still have a relationship, all Huskies, keep in touch. Um, she texted me, you know, congratulating me. Um, you know, and Kia is just a tremendous athlete. Um, she works hard, and she pushes her teammates and herself, you know, to go above and beyond. So, you know, I'm so excited to be a part of Liberty with Kia uh, Nurse and Kia Stokes. <laughs> yeah, both of them. So, Let's talk a little bit of basketball. Um, you know, show us your swaggier side. What are you going to bring to the league? Like, what is it that you bring to the New York Liberty that they do not have? I think scoring from all three levels. Um, you know, my game, I can shoot the three. People are talking about that tremendous, like, so much throughout this draft. And it's kind of like, it's not offensive, but I'm so much more than just a three-point shooter. So I'm excited to show that part of my game, mid-range, floaters, pull-ups get into the rim, reverse layups, all that type of stuff, um, you know, that shows, that comes out um, in a player's game. That's amazing. What else? You guys got anything for, for our girl? I'm excited. I, I'm, I'm curious to know what, if, if there's a team that you're most excited to play against. Hmm. Probably Minnesota, just because Why? Crystal Why? and okay. are on the uh-huh. same team. And we're really close. So just playing against, you know, one of my close friends, Crystal and Fee, you know, just at the next level, you know, because we've been through so much at UConn together. So just seeing each other succeed is what I'm all about. All right, Maggie. Well, thank you so much for your time. We really appreciate it. Congratulations. Uh, We are really excited to see you in Brooklyn. I mean, this is going to be crazy in Brooklyn next year. You guys are the center of the basketball universe. So congratulations. Thank you for your time. And we'll talk to you soon, hopefully. Thank you. Thanks for having me. Have a good one. So is Megan's uh, <laughs> currently signing out. The wonders of Zoom. The, the um, technical issues during this draft have been funny. I mean, it's just crazy. We've never yeah. done anything like this before. So. Um, no, it was also funny to see uh, to see when player like they would pan to players and there was no reaction because uh, they didn't know about whether they got drafted or not. But well, I, thought, yeah. I thought what she said about um, her not just being a shooter is really important because I think that was kind of what everyone focused in on in the mock drafts and in our draft previews. It was about Megan's a shooter, Megan's a shooter, Megan's a shooter. But she does bring a lot more. Uh, and I was wondering, what, what, what do you see in her that she brings that's not just her jump shot? She's just a threat, both ends of the floor. I mean you know and and i love her confidence i mean the jump she made from her sophomore year to her junior year at connecticut um obviously under gino Ariama and the system that he runs is it speaks 
volumes within itself. Uh, but she did. She made a tremendous jump. She embraced it, um, really taking on that role of being their leading scorer and um, someone that just wants the ball in her hands. I, I, the thing I love about Megan Walker the most is she just has so much confidence. You know, you can just tell the way she's sitting there, the way she's communicating, the way she's talking. Um, and she's driven um, from both ends of the floor. And I think that that's, um, it has to be so appealing for New York. You know, it's especially as we, it's kind of been an uncertain, um, we're still kind of learning as to what New York is building here. Um, obviously, new coach, um, a whole lot of change in New York, a lot of youth, um, but kind of how this team is going to be comprised is going to be fascinating. Yeah. Um, we talk about Sabrina a ton, but like there's, four other players on the court. There's a whole other roster. And what does that look like? And um, I think the pick with Megan Walker speaks volumes because from an athleticism standpoint, she can play in any system, yeah. in my opinion. I really think she has that skill. No, I think I think that was a really important, um, t- really important consideration for New York. I, I think that that's exactly the player that they wanted. They were looking for someone that, did, that they can fit into whatever their mold is. And, and we're going to get more into this with uh, New York's GM, Jonathan Cobb, in, like, 13 minutes? Yeah, Aria, when is he coming on? Is he coming on soon? Yeah, coming on, he's coming on 13 minutes. I think we should talk a oh. little bit about some of the moves that went on um, during today. I mean, w- yeah. does does the Lynx-Sparks rivalry hit a new level, having sisters go up against each other? Like, how does... Well, I mean, to be honest, it's going to be uh, pretty difficult for... Uh, Erica Gumake to make that team. Right. So if she if she does though, I mean it's not impossible. Look, you look at Minnesota's roster. There's a lot of flexibility. Oh, uh, they did actually trade Stephanie Talbot, so she does have a pretty she, she has a chance. Um, but it's gonna you know if she makes it, she's gonna it's gonna be a dogfight. I think it's gonna make that LA Minnesota rivalry a little just a little bit tastier every time we get it uh, with two sisters on one. Talk about an athletic family. My God, just like a basketball yeah, really. family. Like, I mean, what? Oh, my God. Man. I, I would probably... not want to face. I would, You're muted, uh, Aria. I, I was, no, I was just saying I would not want to fit like be the other families, like the cousin family that faces them in like the family get togethers when they play. So, like, oh, my God, you're, you're just screwed. Sorry for the language. <laughs> the, uh, no, that's 100 percent true. I did want to talk. I did want to uh, get your, you know, both your reactions just. Some of the um, <coughs> picks that happened from, you know, we, we talked about <coughs> one through five, six through 12, you know, they were kind of action-packed. Um, Makia Herbert-Harrigan goes at six, seven's Ty Harris, eight Ruthie Hebert, nine Megan Walker, 10 Jocelyn Willoughby. Then our, our, our girl who we were talking about on the live stream from uh, Latvia. And I, I, I don't know how to pronounce her first name. Uh, it's Kit. We'll just say Kit. Just say Kit. Kit Lotska. Uh, and she Lotska. is uh, a tremendous shooter. I know you know a lot about her game, Rachel. Um, and I know we were really pumped about that pick, and we've been talking about it for a few days. So I just wanted to get your reaction <laughs> yeah. to her fit there. I'm sitting here, and I'm like, I'm trying to get her on this show last second. But, you know, it's like 5 in the morning over there, and she's <laughs> like, yeah, it's, it's crazy. But um, I'm so excited for Kit. I mean, we were talking about it a little bit in our first show during the draft. Um, you know, if you guys remember back to 2018, early on, um, she was one of the most talked about players in the country um, at, at South Florida. Um, and she was putting on a show early on her junior year. Um, and, and we were just, we were just raving about her. Well, the injury happened. She hurt her knee. 
Uh, she ended up having to sit out the remainder of the year, and then she ended up not returning for her senior year at South Florida. And Jose Fernandez does a phenomenal job with a lot of international players there. And she decided to go back, um, you know, to Latvia, and she played with one of the top clubs, TT Riga, and, and ended up, um, you know, EuroLeague type stuff. But it's one of those things that's like out of sight, out of mind, right? Uh, but if you're involved in the women's basketball world, especially we're talking about draft and we're talking about GMs and coaches, very much has been on everybody's radar. Um, and I love her game. I'm excited. I, I'm secretly hoping she'll text me and say, all right, I'll have me on the show, but I'm sure <laughs> headed to bed here soon. But um, she, I'm really excited. I was surprised that she, I was surprised and I wasn't, that she mm-hmm. went in the first round um, I was a little bit surprised by Seattle and excited. We're going to have Dan Hughes on here later on to talk about that pick. Um, I really thought she could go early second round. Um, but I mean, as back to your question, I mean, everything after four, I just feel like my head exploded and <laughs> everything was just crazy. And we knew it would be, I mean, we knew it would be, I mean, this, this, this is incredibly talented draft. And um, I, I didn't really expect Ty Harris to go at seven. Um, I thought she could go five or six. Um, I, I wasn't expecting Kiki to go before her, you know, and, and so that was a, that was a really neat surprise. I'm excited to talk with Ty here a little bit a little mm-hmm. bit later on the show as well. But um, I mean, I'm still digesting this whole draft as well as everyone else is. So those, those were my surprises. Yeah, Aria, do you have a big do you have like a biggest reach or someone you felt you felt fell further than you thought? I, I, I gotta say, I, I'm with Rachel on this. I, I was shocked about Ty Harris falling to seven, as ridiculous as that sounds. The closer and closer we got to the actual draft, the more and more I was maybe tricking myself into thinking that Atlanta picks her up, or heck, even Dallas does a little sneaky move, uh, assuming that the Lynx wanted her. Obviously, the Lynx saw the draft from a wider view, a wider understanding, thinking, hey, we can get a, a guard who has a chance to make our roster later in with Crystal. Um so yeah, I mean that, that that was a little bit shocking. I think honestly, from five to five to the rest of the of the first round, the whole time I was kind of like, well, whoa, I, I didn't see that coming. And we really saw everything shuffle around like a deck of cards. Um, and it's ironic because the Aces did not have a pick in the first round. You know, I had to get you know I had to get my puns in. Who who in your opinion initial reactions won the draft? Ooh. Ooh. Oh, uh, what are the smart people saying? No, um, it's got to be New York or Dallas. Or Dallas. I think Dallas. My take is Dallas. Honestly, yeah. I like Dallas draft. I agree. Actually, I think it's Dallas. Do you have, do you do you have a, a different opinion? I mean, it's hard to to, to go against Sabrina Inescu at in New York. I mean, she's one in a million in my opinion, mm-hmm. and I'm excited to see what she brings. But yeah, it's it's hard to not look at Dallas and say. Yeah, like I said, they're they're popping bottles tonight. They have to be. Well, I will say maybe it's my my fault um, that I kind of take Sabrina as a knock, not in a bad way. Just like it was so expected, I almost didn't feel like that was part of the draft. You know what I mean? Like I was kind of looking at it like, oh, the first picks out of the way. All right, now the draft starts. It was almost like you know. an expansion draft or something. I don't know what the yeah. what the well, right example. Well, let's is. talk about the New York Liberty, and we can talk about this yeah. with with Jonathan. I mean, they've got like a Louisville pipeline going now yeah. in terms of Asia Durr, and then you've got Kylie Shook. Um, I mean, you've got Jasmine, Jasmine Jones. Jones. That was a very big surprise to me. I'm excited to see what the reasoning was with Jasmine Jones and kind of 
what what need yeah. they felt like they had with her. Um, I think we definitely need to ask that question because that was a big surprise. Uh, nobody, yeah. nobody saw that coming except for maybe Louisville. Um, but yeah, they've got quite the Louisville pipeline going, which is which is yeah. a smart thing to do considering Louisville has uh, really dominated the NCAA. Looking looking at the live stream chat, a few people are calling out the Lynx, saying the Lynx got the vote for the best draft. You know, they I think argue you know they're up there too. Obviously, depending how you feel on Kiki, you you might feel that way. Um, thoughts about the Lynx draft? They um, I think they did well. They got great value. I think. I mean, so you, I think people saw Kiki as a as a reach. Obviously, I think our evaluation on the outside was different than. The league's evaluation of her, so I'm I'm com- I'm not comfortable saying it's a reach. And I think she's obviously very talented. Um, and I think there was an, it, it's definitely a really well planned draft. I think Cheryl obviously Cheryl Reeve knows what she's doing, but I think she probably had a couple guards on her board that she had circled that okay, you know, at six we think the talent is either Kiki or or whoever that they were they were trying to target there. Obviously, they get Kiki. And then she saw, okay, there's three guards that we would really like. One of them is going to fall to the second round. And I'm sure one of them did in Crystal Dangerfield because she, you know, I think she fits them perfectly. I think she's really tough. And I think um, she could have an immediate impact for them. And that's, that's, some, that's saying something for a second round pick. Yeah, I think it was really well played by Minnesota. Um, with how heavy this draft was with point guards, you know, you knew some people were going to fall to that second round. And so they were really strategic with that, in my opinion. And so Kiki, we've kind of overlooked her a little bit. I mean, but my God, she's, she's a big, she's got size. It fills a need that kind of Minnesota needs that we have not talked about. The whole narrative has been point guard, point guard, point guard, point guard. And so that, I think that's why it surprised a lot of people, but I want to answer a question real quick um, from Amber on Twitter, who added me, uh, what team do you think is the best position after the draft? What was the most surprising pick? We kind of just answered that. I think for me, it's, it's Jasmine Jones headed to New York. That one really surprises me. I don't think we expected that. But the team in the best position, I, I feel really good about Minnesota. Um, with Kiki and with Crystal, um, that, that really, that, they got better tonight. What do you guys think? Um, I think the team that changed, if the question is who changed their position more, um, you know, I'm, I still have to go with. De- I just I know that it's because they have three first round picks. But I think they really I really like all three first round picks. I'm thinking position in terms of like you know taking that next jump and being a playoff team, uh-huh. whatever. Obviously, Dallas is still growing. Yes. You know that 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 was my thought process behind it. Okay, so um with it with that in mind, um you know I think I, I'd go probably I I think Minnesota did a great job. Uh, I'm not sure how much those players are going to be contributing um, immediately. But you know what? I'm going to go with an off-the-board selection. Phoenix, with their 10th pick, they essentially took uh, Shatori Walker-Kimbrough. Who, and I was saying when uh, they drafted Jocelyn Willoughby, she has to be ready yeah. to contribute right now. It's not it's not a future thing with Phoenix. They need someone that can contribute right now. So then, for them to use their 10th overall pick to get Shatori Walker-Kimbrough, someone who I believe in, who the Mystics believe in, who they were gonna? He, they were planning on um, giving her a bigger role in the following year until that Tina trade came about. Um, she is someone who can contribute. I think she can. She's someone that is gonna get a lot of playing time there. And I think for them, 
that's a huge get to get some bench depth because that was my biggest concern from the for for them heading into the next season. I gotta say, what, thinking about that question and looking at kind of the first round because I'm I'm not gonna go into like the depths of the other rounds, but you look at it and you know the so many of the teams because so many teams had multiple multiple picks, it wasn't you know it, I think it's it's safe to say almost that Minnesota had the most to gain out of this draft as far as like a team that has. Uh, the ability to really grow, but honestly, fe- uh, the the fever might be might be the sleeper pick for that because you look at Seattle and the Mercury as as top teams, <laughs> top teams uh, to make this make this roster uh, or, or top teams you know that were in the first round of the draft. Excuse me, um, but I'm gonna have to uh, quiet us down for a moment because we got a GM coming on right now. I better change my wallpaper. Hold on. Get serious, Rachel. Come on. <laughs> He's connecting audio. Uh, so there we go. What's up, guys? Hey, what's going on, Jotham? Not a lot. Anything happened tonight? <laughs> <laughs> so uh, we are welcoming Man. in the New York Liberties GM, Jonathan Cobb. You guys are the center of the basketball universe. I'm going to read off yeah. just what you guys have done in the past two days. So you traded Tina Charles. You yeah. draft Sabrina Anescu. You draft Megan Walker. You add Jasmine Jones, Kylie Shook, Liana Odom. You trade Shatori Walker Kimbro for the tenth overall pick, Jocelyn Willoughby, and you trade for Stephanie Talbot. Did I get all that right? Yes. That was, wow. Yeah, that was that's that's all it was, huh? It's crazy. <laughs> so, are you are you uh, how you feeling now after this whirlwind? I'm so excited. We we I, I feel like this is a cliche that people say after drafts, but I mean this wholeheartedly. We hit every single target. Every single player we took tonight is a player that we we sought out to get. Um, so for that to fall into place when you have so many picks and there are so many variables, I think you've probably seen all the mock drafts that were out there. They're really a big range in that, that late first through the third in terms of where people felt they would go. So to get everybody, um, we're excited. So uh, obviously for the number one pick, uh, the, the, we, we all kind of we had the right pick. Was it as easy as we thought it was on the outside? Um, that's a really good question. I think heading into this season and we've, we went to go see Oregon five or mm-hmm. six times, not including the PAC 12 tournament, which we were also at. Um, but as I said at, at the press conference, when we introduced our head coach, Walt Hopkins, we were going to get this pick right. And so, no, it, it wasn't easy as the season started in the collegiate ranks. There was definitely players that were in the mix and we were really thorough. I think it's very clear that Sabrina really separated herself as that season went on. I think if you look maybe towards that Arizona State loss in Tempe, Arizona, Oregon took it to another level, and so did Sabrina. And it just really showed that that loss rallied them. She took it to another level, and that's when we really started to zero in. And, and then, honestly, it was, it was our interviews with her okay. and, and really getting to know her as a person because you can watch her all you want on the court from afar and television or in person in their arena um but until you sit down and get to know what that person is and who they really are um and who you're bringing into your family your culture um you you don't know a hundred percent but i can tell you as soon as we spoke with her it was it was a done deal and and just like the last two days like i mentioned you know complete turnaround for the franchise you guys have turned the page to a new era what does that mean for you and your front office and your organization and what's this new era going to be for New York yeah so it means we got to get to work 
Um, these players, <laughs> we, we, we have the best development staff in the WNBA, I'm telling you right now. And it's time for them to get to work with these players when we are allowed to do so, social distancing over with when that happens. Um, they're going to bring out the best. And, and when we were evaluating these players, it wasn't just who were they within their four years of their program or three years, um, but, but what can they be? What do we think we can realistically bring out in them? And so it's time to get to work. Um, in regards to what the new era is, it's exciting. This is going to be an athletic, very switchable team. It's going to be a team that spreads defenses out. We are gonna we're going to go after teams with traditional bigs. We are going to be shooting over them. We have elite-level shooters, and now – with Lasia Clarendon and Sabrina Inescu, we have elite level passers to get them the ball. So um, this is going to be a new brand of basketball, but a real exciting one. Jonathan, you're getting me hyped just listening to you talk about I'm the hyped. New York I'm Liberty. Yeah. I mean, my God, I, it's like, you know, 10 o'clock at night there and like you're, you're getting me hyped. But I have yeah. to ask, you know, I, I was very surprised uh, by your 12th pick in Jasmine mm -hmm. Jones. And I was probably a little bit more surprised you followed up with Kylie Shook. I followed Louisville basketball for many, many years and, and phenomenal program. Jeff Wallace does a phenomenal job. Um, what went into the decision of Jasmine Jones and Kylie Shook? Because that was a little bit of a surprise for people. Yeah. Sorry. My, my phone went off there. I apologize. Um, <laughs> You're good. <laughs> so, so, so for, uh, in, in terms of jazz, um, our development staff were, for lack of a better phrase, were salivating about the prospect of getting her in our program. Um, they think they can turn into just um, a defensive beast in terms of her switchability and really being able to get after people. Um, she is energy personified, and that's somebody that, that we're excited. And the other part of that is we're really excited for her to be in practice and, and push our more established players, really go after them, make them the best that they can be at all times, whether it's practice or not. So we're excited there. Um, Kylie Shook is the type of big that we really like. Um, if you look at Amanda Zowie B and the skill set that she's added to her her game over the past, you know, two years in terms of being a, a three-point shooter. I mean, if you look at the game, the, her career game at L.A. last year, and she dropped 37 on multiple three-pointers, um, that's what we're looking for. Kylie Shook is a great defensive big. She is an anchor, but yet she can be somebody on that trail when Sabrina's coming down the floor. And on, the, on that trail, she looks over her shoulder. She will Shook stretch out that defense. So um, that's somebody we're really excited to add. And. Um, I think it'll be really fun for Asia, by the way, to see some of uh, her Louisville mates back with her. That, that's what I was going to say. I was like, you guys are like the pipeline now for the Louisville Cardinals. Throw up the L's. Yeah, <laughs> yeah exactly. Exactly. Um, all right, let's get to your other pick in uh, Liana Odom from Duke. Yeah. Um, yeah. Tremendous, tremendous player. What, what are your thoughts on her? Yeah, we think she's really underrated in this draft. Um, again, our, our, our scouts were really high on her. Very similar to Jazz Jones from the standpoint of, they feel very confident they can bring her game up to another level. Um, and that's what this was about. I, I think it was a potential pick in terms of what we think can be there, but also somebody that will really benefit from strong point guard play. And I think we can all say we've got a really strong point guard here with us now. Um, so we're really excited about her, too. Safe to say. We agree. Yeah. yeah. We, we it's agree. so fun. I'm so glad we don't have to pretend we're not taking Sabrina anymore. <laughs> right, right. right. <laughs> no, obviously that was a long process with Sabrina, but it was a much shorter process with, you know, you're the ninth pick. You guys just got that one earlier this week. Obviously, yeah. you know, you're wheeling and dealing during the draft. Um, what was the challenges that you faced in this particular draft? I know, you know, I, I yeah. talked to a bunch, everyone's talking about the intra-team intra communication. Were there any specific challenges that came up with wheeling and dealing so much? Um, so the 
the process itself was a little more painstaking than I anticipated okay. because we're on a call with the league making our picks and we're on a call as a staff and it's usually the whole staff is in one room on that call with the league. It's, it was really hard. I had one headphone in right here. I had one headphone in and then I'm listening to Lee through this monitor over here. That was, that was tough. And then, you know, I'd, I'd be on the call and I'd get a trade call from Phoenix or what have you or Minnesota and I have to run to the other room. So it was a little more taxing than I anticipated, but uh, we got through it. We got through it. And, and I think, and I said this on another broadcast, but I'm so glad the draft was tonight. I think this is really important. Um, you know, what's going on in the world. This is, this is a little bit of escapism. And I think it's great. And dreams were made tonight. And, and I think uh, that's a, a wonderful opportunity and, and props to the league for that. Jonathan, you know, it, there's so much to talk about with the New York Liberty. I mean, just beyond Sabrina, beyond that first round pick, you guys have had probably arguably one of the biggest off seasons mm -hmm. in terms of just change of a franchise. I mean, you go from Westchester to now you're playing at Barclays, you've got new ownership, you've got a new logo. I mean, everything about the Liberty is changing. You know, it, it, is this one of the most exciting places to be a part of? And what has that been like for you through the last yeah. six months? Yeah, uh, I don't know of a more exciting place to be. I've got to be really honest. Uh, we have a lot going for us. Um, this is going to be a place where people want to play basketball. I think we talked about that in January when we brought Walt on. Um, we had that press conference at Barclays Center. You're just in that building and you feel this energy. Um, and so, no, this is this is really exciting. I'm glad I was here last year to experience the Westchester portion. And, and, and thank you to those fans up there. We really hope they make it out to Barclays Center. But I think we can all agree that this is taking it to a new level in terms of a world-class arena. And, and we're so excited to actually have, have boots on the ground out here. We're going to let you go real quick. We got one more question. Talk yeah. to us just about your front court in general. Um, yeah. You know, you know, just, I mean, yeah, like, like show us your vision. <laughs> yeah. Yeah. I think, and that's a great question. If you get Walt, I don't know if you have Walt on, um, but we're, we're playing different than other teams. We are not going to be traditional in terms of posts. We're going to stretch teams out and it's what we're going to do. And they're going to have to adjust to us. Um, and that's why when you get somebody that's versatile, like Kylie Shook, that can, that can guard down low, but can pop back out. Um, that's really attractive to us. So we're athletic, we're tenacious, and we'll be relentless. Um, and, and we're going to build from there. Awesome. Thank you so much, Jonathan. We really appreciate it. Congratulations. Yeah. And, you know, get some sleep. I'm sure you haven't been sleeping that much. <laughs> I'll try. My heart's racing, so we'll see. All right. Thanks, <laughs> All right, everybody. Talk to you soon, then. All right. Bye-bye. Man, I just learned <laughs> a lot. A lot in about 10 minutes. Good work, guys. He's a fun guy to talk to. He really uh, he doesn't he shy is. away from talking about it. No, he doesn't at all. Yeah. Um, also, in that, while we were doing uh, that interview, we did learn that uh, Kit Lot Lotska is going to not come over until 2021. Uh, so she's not coming over next season, which is deeply disappointing for me. And well, <laughs> is it? Know. It's, not, it's not overly surprising. You no. know, we... we we can talk about this later on about the whole international COVID-19. Mm -hmm. I mean, there's so many question marks, you know, yeah. it's, it's, so I'm not a little, I'm not surprised by that, but still excited to talk to Dan about her uh, as that go on. But yeah, good, good, good breaking news game in terms of she will not be joining the league and, yeah. at least over here on the States. But Ari, who do we have next? We got Ty Harris coming in shortly. Oh, my girl. Hey. This is this is this has been fast and furious, just like the draft. Um, <laughs> but we, I mean, I learned a lot in that in that Jonathan Cobb interview. I mean, I think he's right. 
um, they're going to be positionless. They're, they're, they're a very forward thinking team. Yeah. Um, you know, we're going to see the results next year. Um, they, we, we may, you know, I think we all, as writers and, you know, the people who are looking at the analytics, it makes a ton of sense to do this, but you need the talent. Um, so we'll see, we'll see if they have all the right pieces and if they fit together um, to make that vision come true. And I, I think, you know, they have a good shot. They have a good shot. Well, we just hope you guys are sticking with us. Um, thanks for everybody who's listening in. Um, this is the first time we've done anything like this, and we're just happy to continue to hype this up and give these women, coaches, GMs, everybody, um, the attention they deserve. And I know there's a lot of really cool shows going on tonight, so shout out to you guys who are doing those shows. Um, but happy that you guys are with us tonight as we bring in some of these uh big names but aria you let me know when I, when we're ready is, is, is she coming on soon i'll let you know she'll be coming on shortly can you briefly talk to me about uh her game you know before we get into her kind of preview her yeah i think i think what's what's fascinating about tyus to me she was a little bit of an unknown um she was up for all sorts of awards you know i mean she finished a national champion at south carolina she got had an opportunity to learn under dawn staley and, and we could talk about that dynamic until the cows come home. And I think as me, as a former coach, I'm looking at that. And I mean, that's just invaluable. Um, and I, the way her game has evolved, I have a really unique perspective. I've watched Ty for many years. Um, and, and just to see how far she's come. Speaking of, hey girl. Hey. <laughs> We've got you sideways a little bit. Oh. Can you flip your device? Yeah. <laughs> There we, there we are. Awesome. You guys, we are joined with Ty Harris. Um, phenomenal, phenomenal uh, player. We're so happy to have you with us. Ty, welcome in to the Windsider post draft show. Thank you. How are you, how are you doing? Um, <laughs> um, I've calmed down a lot since since my name's been called. Uh, been in my mom's room, just kind of taking it all in. My family's outside in the living room. They're doing their thing. But uh, yeah, I'm super excited, super ecstatic about it all. You know, Ty, I have to talk about this. It's crazy. Like, I remember when you you were in eighth grade, and I was yeah. eighth grade freshman year, and I would drive down to Fisher's, and I would watch her practice at Heritage Christian, just praying that I could potentially recruit her and some of her teammates, and I knew I didn't have a chance in hell Harris on my team, but it's been so cool to see, like, that feels like yesterday, and right. here we are now, and, like, you were just drafted tonight. Like, can you believe it? No, I really can't. I mean, I say the same thing for a lot of things. Like, when we won our uh, national championship my freshman year, I was like, I feel like yesterday I was filling out the brackets. Then it was like senior night. I feel like yesterday I just came to college, and now I'm finally making a dream come true. And it's crazy to even think about. You're making me feel really old. I will give you that. <laughs> I feel like I'll, I'm aging very quickly. But, um, all right, let's, let's jump right into it. You know, Ty, Dallas Wings, did you expect – Dallas, I'm sure you've gone through every possible scenario mm -hmm. in your mind, but um, I know a lot of mocks had you as early as four, some had you yeah. at six, you know, kind of, wh where did you think you could potentially end up? Well, I actually thought I was going to end up four through six, anywhere between there. Uh, <laughs> even my agent was talking about it, but I mean, I'm happy I, Dallas chose me and they're, uh, they're confident in me. I mean, they have a great program and they're young and I'm excited to see uh, how we all mesh together and our chemistry grow. How, how much do you know about the Dallas franchise? I mean, obviously you've talked with Brian Agler and, and the yeah. staff and, and kind of what they've got going on there. It, it, it's, it's, a, it's a big rebuild, but they've got an incredible amount of talent. You've got yeah. Enrique there. Um, like, like, how do you feel about the franchise in general and, and the state it's in? 
Um, I mean, a lot of people speak highly of Dallas, so I, I can't wait to see what the city is like. Uh, I mean, so so far as the franchise, I mean, they're young. Uh, I know Brian is trying to pull some pieces, move some pieces around, and see how uh, he can mold us in, in, into what he wants us to be. Uh, I know Enrique as a player. I knew I know a couple of my teammates from South Carolina, and that's going to be fun just to play with them again and connect with them again. And just kind of just connect with all the uh, rookies because, I mean, he had a lot of first-round picks. And um, it's going to be fun just to connect all and just see how everything plans out. You know, we talk about, um, you know, your evolution as a player. You know, for a mm -hmm. while people were talking about, you know, as a freshman you went in a national championship. You know, you yeah. had so many goals um, from a young age and being able to win a national championship. And, and people who knocked you for, you know, can you not shoot? And then you quickly yeah. answered that question and worked on your game. I mean, you you are someone um, that I have been able to see and watch your game truly evolve and change. You just have a work ethic that is um, through the roof. And then you combine that learning under an Olympian and Dawn Staley. Mm -hmm. What has that been like? And how do you feel like she's prepared you for the WNBA? I mean, I think she prepared me tremendously. I mean, that was the main reason to go to South Carolina, just because I knew that she could make me grow as a player and a person. Um, I mean, she was a highly decorated point guard. She's one of the best. And um, I just wanted every – I wanted to use my advantage of just being played under her and just learn everything that she knows. And I just want to follow in her footsteps. Talk to me. She's obviously a WNBA legend, but mm -hmm. did she talk to you? Have other people talked to you about player comparisons uh, in the W? And what do you think about those? Who do you think you should be compared to? No, I actually don't have – not a lot of people talked about the comparison in the league. Uh, I would like to mold my game after Sue Bird. I, I think highly of her. Um, I mean, somebody told me that I play like old Teresa Edwards, but I, I, I've never really seen her play. But I know she's she's a great player, and um, I like the comparison just because I know she's a legend. So, yeah. Are your sisters in bed, or are they still up? Can they come hype, hype up with us, or did they go to bed? Um, they're in the living room right now. I, I, I know they're still up because of my cousins and stuff right here, but I think they're in the living room. I don't know where they're at. I, I saw you had quite the party going on there on ESPN. Yeah. That's, uh, you're like, we might be breaking social distancing just a little bit. But, <laughs> um, little you know, I, I was listening to Latrina's podcast. She does a phenomenal job. You said that you get up Monday, Wednesday, Friday, and you're running anywhere from two to five miles a day? Yeah, yeah. Out in the Indiana cold? Yeah, I mean – it's not so much to just to stay in shape. Uh, my trainer likes to say for my mental capacity and stamina, if he's like, if you can get up in the morning at 5 a.m. Um, and run in the cold, 20 degrees, 30 degrees, in the dark, then when it comes a hard time in the future, I can look back to this and see that I overcame that and I can overcome with whatever hurdles in my in front of me. That that question or that that answer is phenomenal. I mean, the question is pretty cool too. But <laughs> I, I wanna I wanna ask you. We got We had a few more minutes here. Um, you know, it's. I think a lot of people forget. You know, you went to South Carolina as a freshman, and mm -hmm. you had to embrace older players, and you had mm -hmm. to kind of embrace leading older players. Um, similar scenario with US USA basketball. Um, mm -hmm. That goes a long way when you're talking about joining the WNBA. And, and, and entering a league where you've got players who are, you know, four, five, six, seven years older than you. Now, Dallas is young, yeah. Uh, but you have a very unique leadership uh, resume, if you will. Talk to me just about your on-the-court leadership, off-the-court leadership, your confidence in that, and where did that come yeah. from? 
Um, well, I'm actually a very shy person at first, but to like, you know, open up. And I think that would be my biggest hurdle to go is just kind of being stepping out of my comfort zone from the jump. I mean, as a point guard, I, I'm going to have to come in and establish myself early so they know, like, I'm ready. To, I'm ready to play. I'm ready to lead. And um, I mean, I think the leadership just goes as as far as relationship goes. I think off the court, you got to build that relationship, the trustworthiness with each other and the respect for each other to play along with it on the court. And um, if they trust me and they respect me enough, then on the court, it shouldn't be no problem. So now the draft is done. You're trying to catch your breath. Um, obviously, there's a lot of celebration to go on. Um, yeah. You know, talk, I know it's a, it's different. This whole year is different. Um, mm -hmm. and, and it's, I think you, you all, you along with the rest of the draft, the draftees have handled it with such grace and, and hats off to you with the way yeah. your season ended um, and then, you know, having to pick an agent kind of quicker than you anticipated and all of this really snowballing onto you in a way that you probably weren't prepared for. Um, but now you're drafted, you know where you're going, you have yeah. answers, the world is in the state that it's in now. What is your plan moving forward these next few years? Um, obviously, just trying to stay in shape, uh, get custom with Brian and the uh, team. And he, we actually just got off the phone. You said that I want you to start talking to your teammates in, in, in a few days. So obviously just kind of build the chemistry there and um, see how far that takes us. I mean, I'm still working out. I'm still trying to stay in my best shape as possible, just in case they do come up with the training camp sooner or later. But uh, kind of just enjoy the time, soak in family time and um yeah just be happy so ty before we let you go uh mm -hmm. do you have do you have any do you have anything to say about winsider's own rachel galligan uh you know she's such a <laughs> great we always want to give her props we always want to hype her up. Can, you, can you do us a little hype up for rachel galligan yeah i mean I, i'm so i'm super proud of you for all you've done i mean i remember you at ball state recruiting me and i mean we have a long history together and just now seeing you here and doing what you love to do. I see you all the time on Twitter, and you tweet throughout the season, and I just love how you're embracing your role and um, just doing what you love to do and really expanding it and just flourishing. Uh, Ty, real Ty. quick, could we just get you to uh, do the Gamecocks chant real quick? <laughs> What's the, the Gamecocks chant? <laughs> that, I, 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 we got people in the chat telling us they want it, but apparently it, it's not a thing. All right. Oh, uh, I don't know that one. <laughs> I know the goal. We're making stuff up now. Okay. Uh, Ty, thank you so much for the kind words. You, you're the best. I, I love. Thank you. I love following your career. I can't wait to see what the future holds. And tell your family hi and stay safe. Okay. I will. You get. You too. Take care. Thanks, Bye. Doc. No problem. Guys, I, I believe we do have. Oh. We do have Kennedy Carter coming in right now. Oh. Whoa. Oh. Fast and furious on the Windsider post draft show. <laughs> it's like, <laughs> despite Zoom not getting the message, we gotta we gotta get moving. Fire. We gotta get moving, Zoom. I mean, I love technology. This is pretty cool. I know. It's been great, man. I mean, it, all, every interview has been fantastic. Um, Ty's gonna make me cry. My God, you guys are gonna make me emotional over here. I knew I knew that would be very cute. I was not <laughs> I was not ready to let that opportunity go. Um, yeah, That's moving awesome. on to Kennedy Carter, selected number four overall, the Atlanta Dream. Most of us saw that coming. Mm -hmm. um, hopefully, we can get having a little it, issues it with seems the audio. Like maybe her Wi-Fi was struggling a bit on the draft show. Um, yeah. So we'll we'll see if we can get her on here. 
but man, I think this is a great get for Atlanta. Um, Kennedy Carter is uh, a hell of a score, hell of a confidence uh, beast on the court, if you will. So. Someone, someone tweeted out about the uh, the swagginess of Tiffany Hayes, Courtney Williams, and Kennedy Carter all in the same uh, backcourt, which is just going to be awesome. I mean, I'm so excited. You, you have a whole lot of uh, confidence out there on the court and a whole lot of um, personalities on mm -hmm. the court. You know what I'm saying? I mean, this, this Dream roster got completely blown up. I mean, everything's blown up. You know, everything from what we saw the first couple of years of Nikki Collins uh, – uh, you know, <laughs> tutelage, if you will. Um, now she's got a completely new hey! roster. There we are, Kennedy Carter. <laughs> the great. Oh, they are on. Are they? Yep. Hey, how's it going? We're here. Can you hear us? Oh, my goodness. They were on. Okay. Hey, how y'all doing? Good. How are you? Kennedy, what's going on? How are you? I'm good. Excited. How is everyone doing? We're doing Fantastic. well. We, we are so happy to have you on. We like your shirts. Um, Thank what, you. It's cute, isn't it? It's real <laughs> yeah. cute. I'm assuming that came in the swag box. It did. I got a lot of swag stuff. What was your favorite thing in the box? Definitely the hoodie, just cause like yeah. I'm a big Kobe fan, so like that was one of the most, like iconic pictures pictures of him. The one where he had the hoodie on. Mm -hmm. the it, was. it was. Yeah, yeah. It was. That's my favorite. Do you? Favorite what thing. happens? What happens to the hats you don't use? So you get drafted by Atlanta. You have all the hats. Do you have what's to send crazy, those back? Yeah, what's crazy is I think some of my packages that were supposed to come for me got lost. So that's why we were having some some technical difficulties with like the technology mm -hmm. um, they lost oh. on the way here. So um, ESPN called me like yesterday and told me we we're gonna have to improvise. So that's what happened. <laughs> oh snap! Yeah, it's crazy, isn't it? <laughs> Man. Well, Kennedy, congratulations. You were selected by the Atlanta Dream. Um, I'm going to go out on a limb and say you weren't too surprised by that, but what, what was your initial reaction? Oh, I was very excited um, just to be selected. Uh, as young as I am, I'm a junior, so that's yeah. a big accomplishment for me. Yeah. I kind of was, was wanting to go there anyway. It's a city for me. I want to play for the Atlanta Dream. I'm ready to get my chapter started in the WNBA. There we go. There we go. What I mean, obviously, we you declared early. It wasn't a huge surprise to a ton of us who cover NCAA, you know, WBA. But you know, you've dreamed about this for for many, many, many years. Your dad's helped you prepare for this. Um, like, just what's it like? I mean, you're you're in the WBA now. Yeah, um, still kind of soaking it in. Uh, it feels a bit surreal just to even for me to hear my name getting called. I was a bit shocked. I was like, how? Like, am I really about to play? professional basketball like when I declared as a junior it's really amazing it's really amazing I'm blessed to be here a little bit lost for words but I'm excited man I'm ready to get started what's what's it like because uh when you declared it completely shook up everyone's mock draft and it probably sent the GMs for a whirlwind what's it like to know that you have that power on this league uh, it's crazy it's a, it's a blessing to be able to, to understand that there's a lot of people out there that respect my game, respect me as a player and an athlete, and I'm appreciative of that. On the other hand, I'm a continue. On the other hand, I'm a continue to work hard and work on my game and get better. I just really, man, it's it's crazy, man. It's crazy. This is a blessing just to have so much support and so many people who believe in me. Honestly, it's a blessing. And Kennedy, you know, we we talk about all the time in preparing for your draft day about how much swag you have, about how much. <laughs> 
energy and and just fierceness you play with and the other the two players in your own backcourt Courtney Williams and Tiffany Hayes they're both known for that style of play have you thought about what it's going to be like in in that situation with that those competitors around you Man, I think that's the perfect situation for me. Someone to push me. Uh, also, they're older than me. Having some veterans take in a rook. Uh, be able to look up to them. I mean, they know the ropes. They've been there before. So I'm really excited to get working with them, get into workouts, get in the gym, get talking, and just get some knowledge. I'm a sponge, so I want to soak up everything I can from, uh, from those vets. You know, and talking about this process, you know, I'm assuming you've had a, a pretty decent amount of conversation with uh, head coach Nikki Collin there in Atlanta, phenomenal coach, does a tremendous job. She's coached at the college level. Now she's in Atlanta, done a great job. Uh, Girl, what's your relationship like with her? Because he don't run me. <laughs> oh, sorry, what'd you say? You're good. What's your relationship like with Nikki Collin? Uh, we met uh, right, I want to say a couple of days after I had declared and it just went up from there. I mean, coach has a smile that can brighten the room and the way she kind of smiled, really looked at me and really talked to me, it was amazing. I mean, she's, watch countless amount of films on me. So I really feel like Coach Coach really cares and she really done her homework on me and she believes in me. So I'm ready to put put that to test and get to work. I'm I'm curious if you've heard any WNBA player comparisons and what you think about them. Uh no. No, I haven't heard any comparisons. All right. <laughs> <laughs> There's nobody like Kennedy Carter, Aria. Come on now. Big shot. Oh. One of a kind. Oh, that's a team. Oh. Um yeah, I've kind of got that question a lot throughout this whole process. I just kind of feel like my game's a little bit different. Um, the things I work on, yeah, I just feel like it's a little bit different, and I kind of do things that separate me from a lot of other players. Or at least I try to work on them and try to perfect one them. Of, one of a kind, Kennedy Carter. Uh, we really appreciate your time. Thank you so much. Congratulations on getting drafted in Atlanta. Thank you. And we are looking forward to seeing you on the court swagging out, giving us a bunch of energy. So thank you so much for your time. Thank you, guys. See y'all later. Congratulations, Kennedy. See ya. You got to love it. You got to love a, a guard with just like, you, you, can, just you can feel she's it, right? She's walking around the house. She's just pacing. I mean, she's oh. just. You know, I do that too, though. If I'm pacing, oh, for like, sure. if I'm talking. Absolutely. Yeah, like, I totally understand. So I. She, I uh, she, she's a ton of personality, man, and I, I'm excited. I think it's a perfect fit in Atlanta. I really do. Um, I think a lot of us do. So excited to see um, what she brings to the dream. And Me too, but I'm more excited to see this coach's Whoa. face. Boom. Coach. We got we got head coach Dan Hughes joining us. Uh, I'm not sure where he is. Coach, where are you right now? I am in Beaver Creek, Ohio. Oh, oh. nice. Oh, okay. Beaver Creek, Ohio. Coach, welcome to the show. Congratulations, on draft night, um, a lot to talk about here, but just, you know, welcome. And, and what are your initial reactions following the draft? Well, considering where we were picking from, uh, I, I felt really good about it. I mean, I thought that, you know, we have a veteran roster and we were able to get a, a player that we think is long-term good for us. Kit will not join us probably till 2021, but she brings a lot of international experience, a lot of uh, skills that kind of fit the way we play. And then join her in a second. I, I'll be honest with you. If we hadn't gotten Kit in the first round, we would have probably taken join her. So we liked her upside and, 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 and that. And then Haley in the third round, you know, she's just such a 
versatile player with toughness that seemed to do well in our system. And so it, it was a it was a good day. I, I had gotten to know all three of those players before the draft, and that doesn't always happen. Coach, I, I have to talk to you. I mean, you know, this your roster is changing a lot from what it was last year because of injuries. You know, you've got Brianna Stewart back. You've got Sue Bird back. You've added Morgan Tuck to the roster. Headed into the draft, what did you feel like the areas – were that you really felt like you needed to kind of add some depth in? Um, I, I, we really felt in, in a couple ways. You know, we we wanted to help our three and four positions uh, from the standpoint of, of, of bringing some depth and bringing some talents that fit within our culture, you know, uh, to what we do. We, we needed versatile players. Uh, we use the three ball a lot. So Kit was, was an three and the four, I think at the, at the pro level. And she's, and she's an incredible athlete. So that was a, you know, that's something that fit really well into us to, to bring into camp. And then, you know, Haley at the, at the very end is, is the absolute, you know, if you if you look at her statistically, she just plays the whole game. I mean, she passes, she scores, she rebounds. She has, she gets to the line maybe as well as any player in in, in women's college basketball. So, you know, we we want a competitive camp when we get together, and we wanted players that fit our culture. And I thought we we did pretty good in doing that. And I, I have a question about camp coach. I mean, you guys are obviously a veteran team trying for a championship. So how do you balance your time between, you know, trying to figure out what you have in these young players that you've drafted and also training your team um, to win a title and, and trying to get them to coalesce? Well, I make no bones about it. I, I, my gauge is veterans. I mean, I gauge what we do by veterans. But I have a great staff. And I think the young ones get a lot of attention on the individual basis. And, you know, we kind of treat a camp like an opportunity. I don't care how they got there. You know, we, they're part of us and we want to see what they got, but our staff does a great job. They, we treat every player like they're super. Everybody gets, you know, all the coaches, all the staff, everything, you know, that we can offer them during that time. And, 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 and we give them an opportunity. But I, I base what we do on our veterans. I, I base it on, on those key players, you know, how we build our structure. Coach, I'm curious. This is a little bit less of a draft question, more of an overall bearing question for the Storm. Um, obviously, last year you guys had some injuries, which really reshaped what your roster and what you were doing. Can you talk a little bit about the young players that were able to grow because of those injuries? Obviously, you don't want them. But what that does for the confidence of this team now getting back your two best players? Well, take Jordan Canada, you know, in her second year. All of a sudden she goes from a, a backup to Sue to a, to a almost 30-minute game player. Uh, and a key proponent, probably the single piece that separated us oftentimes from winning and losing was Jordan. And she grew so much, you know. I mean, she had the ability to – play primetime minutes, understand what it's like to be leaned on. Um, and she delivered, and she delivered in some very key spots. Mercedes Russell is a great story. I mean, she that's was. A, 
But when we picked her up, we liked her. And she spent a lot of time her first year working on the practice court. And I could see her getting better, but we had a good team. And I, it didn't necessarily translate into minutes and games. But she took that opportunity, and boy, did she run with it. You know, so those are two examples. You know, uh, that those are good stories. You know, two, 219 could have been a lost year for the Storm. But in reality, it allowed other people to grow their games, and it was not a lost year. We we, we kept pace in a way that I think, you know, we, we, we were happy about. Coach, one of the most common questions asked right now, especially through the media world on Twitter, um, about this draft. Um, I know after about four, things were kind of a big question mark. Uh, what were some of the biggest surprises to you in that first round especially? Um, I was surprised Dangerfield uh, kind of fell into into her position in the second and you know i thought minnesota got a good player there um the order that they went you know i i, I think we were prepared for those players not to be there at 11 when we picked but i don't think i had any idea how the order would go and uh you know i think they prioritized some players higher than than uh you know some projections were and and, and i think they probably were good. They took some players we thought were very good a little earlier in the draft than I than I had seen in peop, other people's observations. Coach, I saw that um, you said that as he's going to come over, going to be in training camp whenever training camp is. Um, yeah. It, it, does it feel like you're almost getting an extra first round pick? And what do you think she's going to bring to the table? Well, I here's what I know. Um, Alicia, our GM, and T, our assistant GM. I was with USA Basketball a lot in the offseason, and they went over to see her play, and they were excited. They, they, they saw her actually play. I love technology. I know, Coach. The inner in her growth is real, and it's not just the storm, but – I think basketball people are seeing a side of her that's like that's attractive, you know, in what she can do and the maturity she has. She's only 20 years old, but she's got a maturity about her, about wanting to get better. And I think she's made some fans in the basketball world. You know, I think she was rookie of the year in the professional league she played in Australia. And, and I think she's winning over some fans. Coach, we've got a couple more questions. I've got one, and then Aria wants to ask one more before we let you go. Um, you know, you said you're in Ohio. Uh, obviously, things are, are very unusual right now, but are you doing well? Is your family doing well? Is everybody healthy? Uh, what, what's your plan for the next few weeks? Well, we're here. Um, we, we bought a house near my daughter. My daughter was uh, moved here to Ohio. We're, my wife and I are both from Ohio, so we bought a house in the offseason here about three miles from our daughter and grandkids. And my son is a junior, about to be a senior at the US uh, or at the Air Force Academy. But they, they sent the underclassmen home. So he's taking classes and taking tests here in our house with us. And, and we're all well, but you know, this is a real time. You know, we live in a basketball world and I've lived in it my whole life. But we're, we're in a world right now where we got to take care of each other as citizens of the world.
And so we're, we're kind of entrenched in that. We're trying to do the right things. Coach, I'm curious. I don't know if you've been watching. Sue Bird's been all over social media over the past few weeks. Um, but she spoke about kind of having the mentality of being the defending champs going into the season just because of everything that happened last year. What's kind of your mindset for this team as, as the leader of this team? Uh, a little bit of a combination of two things. Um, I have tried to merge what we did in 218 with what we learned in 219. You know, I, I spend every day a couple hours just working on our, you know, putting together our thoughts, our play, our playbook, our, our defensive kind of things. And I'm incorporating what we learned in both years. It's not just last year. And that's a unique situation. You know, I've, I've done a great job of cataloging and going back and looking at 218 after I finished 219. And I'm trying to merge those two things together because I think, you know, when you take away Sue and Stewie from a team, uh, obviously that's a different team. And I, I give credit to 219, but we're going to have those players back. And so we want to make sure we're hitting the, the right sweet spots with what 220 is going to be. And I think it's actually a merger between some of the growth of 219, but some of the things we did in 218. So I, I feel a little bit the same way. I, you know, people, um, we, we, we tend to kind of go under the radar a little bit in some ways and that that's okay with me, but not on the court on the court. You know, I, 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 I want us to define, you know, how, how we're going to play in 220. Well, all right, Coach. Well, thank you so much for your time. We really appreciate it, and we're looking forward to uh, seeing you back out on the court whenever that is. So congratulations, and thanks for your time again. Appreciate it. Thank Good you, job. Coach. Take care. Thanks. Oh. going to have to go. Who's still with us? We got people still with us? <laughs> I think we do. I mean, I'm going to have to go back and listen to all this because that was a lot that, that was a lot of knowledge, too. It is. Um, it is. And I – I mean, that's a perfect way to say everything that we're taking in the last couple hours is a lot. So <laughs> this will be recorded. This will be uh, put out for us to watch again for everyone's knowledge. Um, again, thank you guys so much for being with us. Um, I, we're just we're, we're excited to be able to do this right now. And we put a lot of work into uh, making this uh, a thing. So we are joined now with Lauren Cox. Hello. The, uh, Third overall pick of the WNBA draft. Lauren, welcome to the Windsider Show. How are you? I'm good. How are y'all doing? We're good. Are you still awake? Are you like, you know, still <laughs> riding a high? How are you doing right now? I, I'm good. I'm just really excited and really looking forward to my new team. Yeah. I mean, obviously, um, it couldn't have been too much of a surprise. Um, a lot of the drafts, me included, a lot of the other ones that, that people had done had you going with Indiana Fever. Um, what are your thoughts joining the Fever organization? Um, and what, what's your relationship like with Marianne Stanley and Tanika Catchings? Um, it's, I'm really excited um, getting to play for a coach like Coach Stanley, um, getting to play for someone like Tamika, um, who was a former player, is now on the Hall of Fame. I'm really looking forward to that. And the two conversations that I've had with the both of them have been really good. Um, I think we get along really well and I'm excited to build a relationship with them. Have you, uh, have, has, has anyone from the fever kind of let you in on what their plans are for uh, you and Tierra in the same backcourt? Uh, that has been very bandied about how do you see the fit with her and do you know anything about what their plans are for the two of you? 
not yet um they're just they just wanted to congratulate me and um just kind of let me soak in the night enjoy it with my family so we haven't really talked any business yet <laughs> you said that you were just planning on taking in the night with your family having a nice dinner what did you guys have for dinner we had Italian food so we had some pasta some pizza so it was really good okay okay and and you've just been with your family i mean you guys are in that you're training you talked about on lachina's podcast which helped us prepare for this shout out to lachina we appreciate it <laughs> you talked about everything you've been doing in terms of just just getting prepared for the WNBA season um tell the viewers who are listening live right now what all you've been doing headed up to this draft to just physically uh, stay in shape yeah, so we've been going to parks. Um, they have fields, doing some sprints on the fields. Um, we found a hill on the side of the road that we can do some sprints <laughs> up. <laughs> um, we've been doing some circuits in the front yard. Luckily, we have a weight set in our garage, so got get a little weight training in. Um, we have a basketball goal out in the, out in the front. Um, so just trying to be creative and stay active. I'm I'm curious. We've been asking a lot of the players who have come on this show about player comparisons to WNBA current or legend players um, and what they think about it or if they feel that they should be compared to somebody else. Uh, do you have any thoughts on that? I have been told that um, I play like Lauren Jackson, um, and I, I don't know much about her, um, but it's a huge compliment. That's a hell of a compliment. Yeah, <laughs> So I kind of I, I kind of have a, a silly question, but I see you're wearing the you're wearing your WNBA orange hoodie. Oh yeah. <laughs> All right. So uh, I know everyone got uh, twelve hats of swag. What happens to the hats? Because you know you only get your fever ones. You have to send them back. What happens to in the in the, the next coming days? That is a good question. Um, <laughs> they didn't send like a return label or anything like that, so I don't know if they want them back. If we keep them and just figure out what to do with them. I, We're I going to see a bunch of swag on eBay after this, yeah. everybody, so get ready. <laughs> None of your family is allowed to wear any of the other hats. Only fever for life. Yeah. Lauren, let's dive into your game a little bit. Um, you played at Baylor. You won a national championship. You've played for one of the greatest coaches in the history of women's basketball and Kim Mulkey. I, I love Kim Mulkey. She's phenomenal. Um, I have more questions about that. But your game in particular, you know, you, you have size, you have mobility, you have versatility. You see yourself more as a four. I mean, I feel like we all kind of agree that the next level, WBA, that, that four position, obviously that's what Indiana sees you as. What are the things that you think you bring to the WNBA, um, the strengths? Um, really dive in deep with us here. We, we want to know your, your basketball mind as you're kind of thinking through this. Uh, the first thing I would say is my passing ability. Um, and part of the reason that I say I'm better at the four is due to that passing ability. I can roam around on the outside. Um, I can see inside. I know where post players want the ball and I can make good passes. And then um, my defense, I take defense personally. Um, I love to block shots, um, love to help my teammates out. And I actually like defense more than offense. Um, and then, <laughs> I know it's, it's rare, but <laughs> you got my heart, you have my heart. <laughs> um, and then I would say my ability to score inside and outside. Um, I think the world got to see a lot of that my junior year because I was playing more of the four position with, um, Kalani Brown inside. 
Um, so I was able to shoot the outside shot. I could go down low, um, score in the paint. And then this past season, I was playing more of the five position. So I didn't get to shoot as much outside. Um, so I want to start getting back into that, getting my shot more consistent again. Well, you bring up a huge point. That was my next question. It's like you're in my mind. It's incredible. <laughs> Um, Kalani Brown and you, that, that duo was a force to be reckoned with. I pity anybody who had to face you guys that year. Now you are joining forces with Tierra McCowan. Um, what are your thoughts on the play of Tierra? Obviously, Indiana is building around her as, as a cornerstone of this franchise. You are the future of that franchise to kind of compliment her. Um, you talked about playing with Kalani in kind of that high-low game, that passing game, um, that, that two-man game. We, we, it, it's, it's, it's phenomenal, but how do you feel about playing with Tierra? I'm excited. Um, I kind of see her and Kalani as they're, they're very similar. Um, they're both about the same height. Um, they're really strong inside, make really good moves. So if my job is to stand on the outside and make great passes to her, then I am okay with that. <laughs> Well, and you're, you're joining the Indiana Fever, and, and obviously you get an opportunity to learn under Kamika Catchings, and, and the Fever, I lived in Indiana, so that's why I'm kind of taking the lead on this interview, and I love the Fever, and I love their franchise, but you also get an opportunity to really learn under Candace Dupree, and Candace Dupree is an all-star. She is a very steady, consistent player within this league. Do you have any thoughts on Candace Dupree? Um, I'm... I don't know much about her, um, and I will definitely do my research. Um, <laughs> but, I mean, I'm just excited. Um, yeah. It's a really good program, really good coaches, team, players, everybody. So I'm just looking forward to working with everyone and getting better. Have you spent much time in Indianapolis? I have never been there, so I'm excited. <laughs> oh, my God. Even with AAU ball, you never went up to Indy? Wow. Yeah. Never been there. Well, I'm going to tell you right now, you want to check out St. Elmo's Steakhouse downtown. Okay. Write that down, okay? <laughs> okay. You should, you, should probably add, you should probably ask Rachel for Indiana Rex after this yeah, is I got gone. you. <laughs> I got you all day. <laughs> Do you guys have anything for Lauren before we let her go? Nope. Uh, I think, you know, it's been such a crazy night, and we're really happy that you got to spend, we got to spend some time with you on your draft night, and we so appreciate it. Uh, enjoy your night. Congratulations. Welcome to the WNBA, and we'll hopefully be talking to you soon. Awesome. Thank you so much. Take care, Lauren. Thanks. Have a good one. Right. See y'all. What a night. What a night, man. Oh, what a night. Are we done with guests? We're done with guests for the night, guys. Man. I mean, we had an hour and a half, hour and 40 minute post-draft show. Um, I hope, uh, yeah, there's lots to digest. Lots a lot to digest. digest. But Lauren is, uh, I'm really excited. Such a good fit with Indiana and Fever, and uh, she's such a good talent. I mean, like I said, we, we talked about her as, as being a, a number one pick you yeah. know, a year ago. And uh, so Indiana got themselves quite a talent in Lauren Cox for sure. We gotta send her some Lauren Jackson tape. That's yes. Very important. No, honest. If anyone on Twitter is that, yeah. No, no. Someone. If anyone on Twitter just like send her some clips of Lauren Jackson so she she knows like that how. Because that's a good one too. Honestly, I really like that. Like I hadn't thought about that until now. What do you think that's about that? That's a good right one. Here? That's a good one for sure. Yeah, I mean it, it's a great comparison. I didn't think about it, and I love that. It's a player that honestly doesn't get a comparison enough. There's not a lot of people who fill that style, so I get it. But still, it's like, hear that name be brought up is something that it's so often people forget about her unless you're talking about 
you know, overseas players coming over. I think she's one of the more underrated players to play in this league. Um, so yeah, Rachel is just ready for for Tiger King. <laughs> There's an extra episode, guys. We have to get out of here. So I can there I is. Watched it yet? I haven't watched it yet. But those who are watching, who are still with us, thank you for joining our show. We hope we did a phenomenal job. We hope that we just you know gave gave a platform for more of these phenomenal women um, coaches, GMs to 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 get in their minds a little bit. Thank you so much for joining us. We're so happy to have before you. before we log off, I do want to give a huge thank you uh, to our graphics guy, Chris. Our graphics guy, he does everything. <laughs> he does. Us. He's social. He's the social media man. He's the graphics guy. I mean, if you've seen he's our everything, he is our everything. He is our world. Um, we he, would pretty much be nothing without him. He he <laughs> didn't make that cool uh, background Rachel's got, but he made the cool no. background I've got. Uh, <laughs> he's designed most of our stuff. He works his butt uh, off. And he does not get enough attention or praise for the hard work that he does. Watch out, Gabe. The balls are coming at you. Ah. Ooh. Uh, so we want to give him a huge shout out. Thank you so much. And uh, peace out, guys. Bye, everybody. Take care out there.